Gets a block, cuts it back, 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Have you ever wanted to meet your favorite professional athlete? Packers stars of yesterday and today, including Devontae Adams, Amon Green, Jair Alexander, Antonio Freeman, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams are all available for bookings right now. Mayfield Sports specializes in these special moments between fans and their favorite professional athletes. Head over to MayfieldSportsMarketing.com to see the full list of available athletes to book your favorite professional athlete at your next event. What's up, Packers fans? It is the Quick Slants Podcast. It is a Monday edition of the Quick Slants Podcast. There will be a show on Wednesday as well. I'm Jason Prona, Game on Wisconsin, and I felt compelled to do an extra show this week. This is based on some things that have happened in my circle lately, based on some things that are happening this week. We all know the big event that's taking place this week. And of course, there was a football game on Sunday between the Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings that did not end the way Green Bay Packers fans wished it had. The Vikings grab a win over the Packers 28-22 at Lambeau Field, a very unexpected victory over a 5-1 and one Packers team. The Vikings came in 1-5 and five and leave with a victory, and we're going to talk about why and some of the pain points that we saw in that game. I wanted to give you some more things to digest this week, and in a perfect world, I'd like to do this show more than once a week, so chime in with your thoughts. Let me know if you'd like more content, and I can try to make this happen on a more regular basis if it is helpful. It's not fun to talk about a Packers loss, but before I get into that, I just want to say, as I alluded to just a minute ago, based on a couple of things that have happened in my circle recently, I just want, and and again, because of this week, I just want to remind everybody that we really need to take care of each other. It's easy to get frustrated and upset when the Packers lose a football game, and those are are not fun things to talk about, and it's, it's tough. It's a choice that we make as to how we're going to react to these things. I have been watching the Packers for over 30 years. Seen a, seen a lot of bad Packers games. I've seen a lot of great Packers games. And fortunately, over the last 30 years, the majority of that time has been very positive and filled with a lot of special moments, two Super Bowl championships, a lot of playoff games, a lot of great things. They're not going to win every game. And it's very disappointing that the Packers lost this game to a team they had no business losing to, and I understand all those things. But I'm imploring everybody, please, and this is coming from me, somebody who gets very emotional on game day, and you just go back through my timeline and read my tweets. I absolutely live in the moment. Live and die in the moment. But take care of each other. Let's not get on each other. Let's not get on the players for what happened out there. And let's move on because the Packers play... Another game in three days. You know, if you want to get that bad taste out of your mouth, well, the Packers get a chance. You know, we don't have to wait seven days. We only have to wait three more days as the Packers head to San Francisco to take on the 49ers on Thursday night. So let's talk about this game. 
The Packers gave up 267 yards rushing and four touchdowns to one guy, and that guy was Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is a premier talent at running back in the NFL. There's no question about it, but I would say that nobody's really that great. Kirk Cousins only had to throw the ball 14 times. Okay, Does anybody remember the NFC Championship game last season when the 49ers ran for 1,000 yards and Jimmy Garoppolo threw it nine times? You know, any Ferris Bueller fans out there? Nine times. And it's not hard to realize that that's not a winning formula when you allow your opponent to dictate the game that way. Nobody on the Packers' side of the ball made a play in this game. Yeah, where there were plays made, they scored three touchdowns. Those are plays. But when I talk about plays, I mean at a critical time to get a big stop or turn the tide. Nobody. Nothing. Nobody at home against a 1-5 team that was decimated by injuries in their defense. Nothing special happened on that field today. That cannot happen. You know, this game, this NFL game, the game of football comes down to 7-10 to 10 plays per game when you really break it down. If you don't turn in those 7-10 to 10 plays, you are finished. It goes beyond having no studs up front next to Kenny Clark on defense. You got good linebackers and Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin. These guys need to wrap and tackle. Wrap and tackle. Dalvin Cook be darned. Wrap and tackle. No one is that great. It goes beyond a lack of talent at wide receiver. If you're going to blame Aaron Jones being out for this loss, I don't think you watch the game. No one did a thing out there today. On a day like today, Alan Lazard and Aaron Jones combined aren't going to save the day. Not going to happen. And it was obvious early on that this team was somewhere else mentally. I don't know where, I don't know why or how. But they were not with it. They were absolutely not with it. The Vikings came to play. I don't want to take any credit away there because this is what happens when you either overlook a team that you think you can beat easily or you're not prepared. We'll talk more about that later when we talk about the post-game comments. The Vikings came in looking to try to make something of that horrible start of theirs, 1-5. and five, And at the very least, they took a huge step towards that goal on Sunday at Lambeau Field. I guess I'm just glad there were no fans in the stands that had to watch it live. I was actually supposed to be one of them. I was. This was a game I had earmarked to attend this year. I don't often say I'm glad I missed a trip to Green Bay. There's not enough beer and great food in that town to make that game feel any better. No, thank you. I'm glad to have, glad to have missed that one live. I'll, I'll just say that. Aaron Rodgers put up numbers that actually looked okay on paper, but he couldn't make anything happen in the third quarter and, and until late in the fourth quarter. Just nothing. That entire section of the game was just a big doldrum. There was just nothing going on. No wind pushing the sail at all. Jamal Williams was ineffective. The run game was stifled. That made the Packers one-dimensional, and that offense doesn't work when they're one-dimensional. Drops killed drives. Equinemius St. Brown with two big drops again today. God bless Aaron Rodgers for trying to get this kid re-engaged after he missed two years, gets injured, and after a couple drops last week. Equinemius St. Brown has been a liability so far. I work in the finance world. Liabilities are not what you want. They're not what you want. 
At the end of the game, Aaron Rodgers has a chance to throw a pass to try to get the Packers a miraculous victory or a tie. He rolls out. He doesn't think a defender is eventually going to catch his 36-year-old self, so he waits and waits, and lo and behold, there is no final pass because his arm gets hit from behind. He fumbles the ball away for the only turnover of the game at the worst possible time. Game over. Terrible awareness by the future Hall of Famer. Not going to excuse it. I don't care how developed the routes are downfield or who was or wasn't open. The clock is ticking. You don't have time to run many plays. Throw the damn thing downfield and see what happens. You've actually done this before, and it's worked. And I realize that this is not 2016. This is not 2015 anymore, but come on, man. Throw the damn ball. After the game, Aaron Rodgers says the team was prepared. They just executed poorly, and that's putting it nicely to me. Matt LaFleur says they need to execute better. It's on him that they didn't. A lot of cliche. A lot of coach speak. This was actually Matt LaFleur's first divisional loss, which is impressive based on how many games he's already coached against the NFC North. But the way that this team played and lost today was as unimpressive as it gets. This team looked like absolute garbage at times. This, they looked like garbage. The offense looked like a stage comedy after they put up 14 points early. Just nothing. Nothing going on. Someone appointed the officiating, and there were some interesting calls that were made, but calls made on both sides. The stats will show the Packers outgained the Vikings. They had the ball longer. Just can't, not going to blame the refs. You know, the Packers just went into sleep mode. Just, just went into sleep mode on offense. The defense can't stop a good running attack. I think that's, that's kind of safe to say. I mean, we saw them struggle against Alvin Kamara, and they won despite that against the Saints in week three. But this week, they got their lunch stolen and eaten in front of their faces in their own stadium by a team that just traded away one of their best defensive players and doesn't really seem to think that there's a lot of special things that are going to happen this season. What are the Vikings, what are the Vikings playing for? They've lost five games already. They're decimated by injuries. They lost one of their good young corners to a scary injury. Unfortunately, Dantzler was reportedly had feeling in his extremities after he was taken off the field on the board and the and the stretcher after getting hit in the head. Did it didn't have anybody back there, but they made it work. They're facing Devontae Adams, who had nearly 400 yards against them in the previous three games and they just the 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 pack the Vikings running game just mopped the floor with the Packers defense all day. I mean they had it they had it going on on both sides of the ball. Devontae Adams got a few catches. He made a play, got in the end zone. You needed the kind of day that he had in week one against this Vikings team in the secondary. I mean cheers to Mike Zimmer. You know he's had good plans against Aaron Rodgers in the past and when he when he's it's going good for him and it's going well it goes very well Mike Zimmer's had some pretty good days against Aaron Rodgers in the past today uh Sunday was was absolutely one of them the pass rush for the Packers is anemic it is missing it's on the side of a milk carton where are you Zadarius Smith Preston Smith Rashawn Gary where are you Mike Pettin what are you calling out there a three-man rush on third down against Kirk Cousins. That is that is insubordination. I hoped 
that once Dom Capers left town and Mike McCarthy was not coaching the Packers anymore, that those days were past us. Flat out, that kind of action is paper in the file type of, of game planning and play calling. There is, and there isn't this massive talent gap that excuses the coaching staff for trotting out what we saw today. It was just bad. Lackluster. They had no answer to what Minnesota was doing. No turnovers in this game until the last play of the game when Rodgers fumbled. Neither team had one. When you outgain your opponent, and despite the day Dalvin Cook had, the Packers still had 76 more yards than the Vikings did. And you don't turn the ball over and you're at home, you should win. The Packers had the ball nearly five more minutes than Minnesota did. Vince Lombardi, I can hear him right now asking, what the hell is going on out there? And now in four days, the Packers head to San Francisco to face the 49ers, who are also missing some key pieces this season. But you know, don't fool yourself into thinking that this 49ers team isn't still good and dangerous. After what I saw today, I don't know that I trust the Packers to prepare appropriately for this one. I don't know if I'd trust them to prepare if they were playing on Sunday, let alone Thursday. I think this team, come Friday morning, is going to be staring at a 5-3 and three record, and I think they're going to have to figure out how to face some adversity and make plays. And overcome some things if they want to make, make this season special. They're just going to have to do that. This was just a really disappointing, unfortunate game that the Packers played today. And the few games that they've lost under Matt LaFleur have all looked the same. Just absolute dumpster. Terrible. Trashy. Not great. I saw it coming well, well before the game was over. No, no, you know, loss at the buzzer. Oh, it could have gone either way. The other team just made a play and it was exciting and thrilling. No, when they lose, they lose in such a way that they make you regret that you spent three hours hoping that they were going to do something special. It just, I don't want that to be the branding of this Matt LaFleur's Packer team. And they're going to win plenty of football games. And the Packers are not a bad football team, but... The cries last year that this team was a fraudulent 13-3 were not warranted at all. They looked terrible in the NFC Championship game, but they were not fraudulent at all. This year, the 5-1 start, now it's 5-2, could be 5-3. They're coming down to earth a little bit. Those questions are starting to be a little bit more, more warranted, and, and they've got a little bit of juice to them. This Packers team needs to show some people something and they need to they need to step up. They turn around and get a big win on the road and they look good doing it Thursday against the 49ers. They've got everything back in front of them and and you look at this game and say, "Hey, listen, they're not going to win every game. I don't think they were going to go 15 and 1, but you don't want to lose to a division opponent that's much inferior to you in your own building after you've already taken care of business against them in their building and had a chance to sweep these are costly losses. These are things that are going to hurt the Packers down the road. And there is only one team that gets a bye, and that's the one seed. And losing divisional games is the quickest way to take yourself out of contention for that valuable one seed. So, again, not a lot of fun to talk about today, but just wanted to throw some of those things out there. And I don't have a lot of answers for you. There's going to be plenty of film breakdown and a lot of great work by the Packers you know, the, those that cover the team out there, 
and that do the great film work and, and look forward to those things and check those things out. Of course, at Game On Wisconsin, we'll have plenty of content this week. We have all of our regular slate of shows. There will be another Quick Slants podcast on Wednesday, so look out for that. And again, as I said, everybody, just take a deep breath. We'll get past it. Everything will be fine. It's going to be a, a very busy and probably crazy week. So everybody keep your heads up. Packers football again in three days. And despite everything that we saw on Sunday, it's still and always a Go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left. Cutting left to the 50. To the 45-40. Track down from behind. 